Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or fellow Sews on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 podcast on Sew Organised Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. Sew Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 podcast. As we continue with this series, where sewers continue their sewing projects while living with chronic pain in the Sew Over 50 community. Sew Over 50 intersects with all communities. Eleanor Thompson is the founder of Sewing Flat and Asymmetrical Facebook group. She talks to us about the way she has used sewing to help her through her cancer journey. Hello. Hello. Well, it's lovely to meet you. You too. Eleanor, thanks for being a guest on Sober 50 podcast today for us on Soul Organized Style. A pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. It's really great that you've given your time today to tell us your story and your sewing journey. Thank you. Where did you develop your online name? It's a bit of a mix of family names. So being Eleanor, I was sometimes known as Nell. And my great aunt, my grandpa's sister, who was a vegetarian before anybody knew what one was and she worked with the Samaritans and she was a head teacher she was Nan Nancy and my grandma was Nora so I just kind of put all three together because I couldn't think of anything else really and it was available too so that was great yeah so how long have you been on Instagram for I think it must be six or seven years now so I joined when I was crocheting more than saying when my girls were little I did a lot of crochet because I could be in the room with them And then as they got bigger, I was able to kind of actually leave them in another room to play and start sewing again, which I'd done for years, but kind of paused when they were small. Where else can we find you online? I have a blog, but I haven't posted anything on it for about a year. And that's nelnanandnora.wordpress.com and in Facebook groups mostly. I used to have a page, but I closed it because I wasn't, again, wasn't really posting much on it. When I had more of a small business, it was useful, but it had kind of run its course really. And I'm now Nora on Twitter as well. But that's more of a mix of kind of politics running and all sorts of peculiar things. Everyone's got a life beyond sewing, right? Yeah. Tell us about the Sewing Flat and Asymmetrical group. In late 2018, I was diagnosed with DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in situ. So it's, it's what they call stage zero or early stage breast cancer. So there are cells that are looking troublesome, but they're not yet invasive and they can't travel anywhere else. Generally, the treatment for it is surgery, sometimes radiotherapy as well. So I had this shock diagnosis, right? Do you have a mastectomy? Then do you want reconstruction? Do you not? So it was all in the kind of blur of that and figuring out what I wanted to do, what was the right decision for me, that sewing became the practical response to dealing with the trauma of it. And because mastectomy bras are generally pretty ugly things designed for a certain shape of woman of a certain age who probably even then wouldn't want to wear them, to be fair. I started sewing my own bras and I'm quite small, so it was fairly easy to do. And then mostly on Instagram, encountered other women doing the same or similar things, having had breast surgery. I thought actually it would be really good to have a safe space to share ideas, to learn from each other and listen to each other's stories. And that's really how it happened. I think Love to Sew had put a call out from somebody who was asking the same kind of questions. And that's really what kickstarted it. And now we're at, I think, 453 members, which is amazing from all over the world. It's a place that you've created, which is a safe place to share your knowledge and experiences. So the fact that it's grown is an indication of, you know, there's a need there. It sounds like a very supportive environment. 
Yeah. And I mean, we have lots of members who are quiet. We've had a big influx recently from a number of other groups where people have mentioned it. So there are a few people who are really active and really encouraging. So I know you've spoken to Tina once or twice, haven't you? Yes. And she's great. And Raquel as well is such an encourager. Yes. So there are a few really kind of key people who keep things moving and post quite a lot. And then others who listen and comment and ask questions. Yeah, it seems to work quite well. There's lots of potential. And it still feels like it's early days. Yeah, it's a supportive place generally. It's not just techniques of what to sew, but how you're feeling, different advice that you might want to ask. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to body confidence because it can take such a toll. I mean, so I had a single mastectomy and then I had reconstruction six months later. I started the group in between the two. There are women who've had single or double mastectomies and chosen or not being able to have reconstruction. There are women with other body challenges, some dealing with lymphedema and other things as well. And sometimes it's about well, how do I celebrate the positives? How do I cover up the bits I'm not so happy with? How can I adjust things, take darts out, put darts in, adjust for all sorts of different challenges? Are there any particular sewing tools or notions or patterns that make your life easier? I think there are a couple of bra patterns I always come back to. The Geordie bralette from Emerald Erin and the Watson bra by Cloth Habit are the ones I default to just because they fit me and they're quite quick and easy to make. So I think I've made six of one and three of the other. And then in terms of tools, I've inherited lots from both my grandmothers, which is lovely. And I use some of those. So I've got my, my grandma's pinking shears in their original little box, which are really sweet. Oh. But of the things I use most, it's probably the, the little sewing gauges, the really cheap ones, but they're just so useful for turning hems and all kinds of things. With the bralettes, you've made them so many times. What is it about them? Is there something else that they provide you with? They give enough space to be creative and use different fabrics. They're really comfortable. They're adaptable. They have a good size range. Mostly it was the really good instructions that made the difference compared mm -hmm. to some others I've used. They just encourage you to experiment and have fun with fabric. And the, especially when you're small, it takes very little fabric as well, especially for the, like the bralette is a couple of triangles and some lining. And then you're done. Yeah. And it's nice to make something special that makes you feel good. So that's good for anyone who's looking for those patterns. And that way they understand how it can make you feel when you've actually created something pretty for yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you said, it's all down to body confidence. Yeah. And when you go and look in the shops and the bras are the wrong shape or they're just really ugly and uncomfortable, but you can make something that actually makes you feel a bit more like you again, it can really make a difference. So once you've made your first one, do they take long to make? I guess the first one maybe took me a couple of hours, maybe a little bit more, because especially with the Geordie bralette, there's not a great deal of sewing to do. I mean, the Watson bra takes a bit longer, especially if I put a full lining in. So that might be maybe a half day. And sometimes I'll be making two or three at the same time and trying out different things, maybe using foam in the cups or putting foam in one cup and not in the other when I had more of a difference, putting pockets in originally, just trying different things to see what works. Does it drain your energy when you're making them? It felt like a really positive thing to do, and especially in the beginning, it was something I could do that, that made me feel a bit stronger, that I could do something positive about the difficulties I was facing. Okay, that's good to know. So when we've had Tina on the podcast, she's talked about the sort of patterns that she looks for and what mm. she does. What's your experience? I think for me, because I'm not dealing with the asymmetry now, I can go with whatever suits me, whatever fits. And I think I've, I feel like I've sewn so much over the years. That actually, my wardrobe's full and I've, I've not made any garments for a while now. Mm -hmm. 
So it's then just looking for the gaps and seeing what what I want to make. I mean, I've made some things like I did a the I think it's the Vogue ninety five three dress, the one that has the really low neckline and back. Mm-hmm. And I made that and wore it having had the surgery because I have a large scar on my back from the reconstruction. And it was almost a celebration of that. Great. So there'll be sometimes you want to hide things and sometimes you want to say, right, this is who I am. So I don't find I have to make many adjustments now. And I'm not sort of flat on one side and have shape on the other or trying to adjust in that way. But initially I'd lost quite a bit of weight. So I then made quite a lot because my clothes didn't fit anymore or adjusted things because they were too big. And now I'm finding they're getting too small again. Is that a COVID weight? Gain? I think it, it was a few weeks of a bit less running and a bit more eating over the summer. Well, it's good that, you know, you could celebrate summer and get out and about. Yeah. Yeah. We went sailing for a week, which was great. That's good. How often do you run? About four times a week at the moment. So I've got a half marathon coming up on Sunday. And oh. then I'm running my first first ever marathon in four weeks. <gasps> Oh, all the best. Thank you. But I'm doing that one on my own. So I'm running along the canal towpath from Skipton, which is 15 miles away to Leeds. It's kind of flat or downhill most of the way. Oh, good. Because <laughs> it's really hilly around here. How long have you been training for? About two and a half years. So I started running four weeks after I had the mastectomy. I'd run before on and off in my like teens and then a bit in my 20s and once in my 30s for a few weeks and then stopped again. But the support centre I was going to had a flyer saying, oh, do you want to run the Leeds 10K for us to raise funds? And I thought, right, actually, yes, I could. So I ran that. So I started running in January, ran that race in July, had surgery four days later when I had the reconstruction and then kind of carried on a few weeks after that and have kept going, which is so that's been another two years since then. It's the thing that clears my head and just keeps me functioning. Not something I thought I'd be doing in my mid-40s, but it's made a huge difference. Wow, that's really good. Mm. It's a really good way that you've dealt with going through everything with your surgery and your health. Yeah, I mean, I've just been been really fortunate with it that I only had to have the surgery, not the intense treatment that so many women deal with. But it's been a real opportunity to kind of listen and learn and find this way of sharing skills and just taking some of the strain out of it for people. So that's, that's been the really positive thing. And the running was an unexpected blessing that I never planned on. Yeah, it's been good. And it's been good to find like the sewing active wear groups that Melissa from Fairtrade runs and Joanna from The Last Stitch as well. Just, yeah, again, to figure out how you make running shorts or a sports bra that actually holds things in place or anything like that. And yeah, that's yeah, been really good fun, especially because I seem to have filled my wardrobe with everything else. But active wear was the gap that was left. For each of the races, do you sew a different outfit for it? Sometimes. I mean, often there'll be a charity vest to wear anyway. And sometimes I'll wear shorts I've bought. Sometimes I'll wear things I've made, depending on the weather as much as anything else. But yeah, it's quite nice to have that challenge sometimes. And have you always sewn? Since I was about five, I think. Because my grandma, was she was a teacher, but she specialised in teaching needlework initially. And so I learned from her and from my mum and at school as well. I was really fortunate to have textiles lessons at school till I was 14 and then just carried on sewing from there. And then I moved to Belgium after I graduated from university and sewing helped me learn Dutch because I was buying Birder magazines and having to kind of decode them, (laughs) which is a double challenge when you've already got the puzzle of a Birder pattern, but in a language that you're just learning as well. So that was fun. I've still got some of those now. And at weekend, I had a stressful job, but I would just sew. On a, I'd go fabric shopping on a Saturday morning and sew in the afternoon 
Um, and then sewed a bit when I came back to the UK and then had children and kind of stopped for a while. And then the crochet took over and then the sewing picked back up. I think it was me made May actually that really got me back into sewing garments, which was good. Um, That's probably five, six years ago. So when you lived in Brussels, did you find fabric in the city? So I lived about 15 miles out of the city in a small, in a university town. And there were a couple of fabric shops there. And sometimes I would go to Gent or to Antwerp. And there was an amazing fabric shop where I went when I was making a friend's wedding dress that was in another small town in northern Belgium that was just incredible. It was almost like a warehouse. And that was that was wonderful. And there were a few market stalls and things as well. So, yeah, it was quite easy to find things. When did you discover the Sour Over 50 community? So I think it was quite gradually. I think I saw things popping up on Instagram and in Facebook groups. People like Guy Kendall and some others who I know who'd been involved and the Love Sewing feature. I was just really encouraged to see people encouraging each other and celebrating who they are at the life stage that they're at, not being kind of ruled by what society thinks you should be wearing and seeing people coming together to do that. That's right. Yeah. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. So yeah, it's really great that we can all celebrate together and show what we're all about. Yeah. And I'm not quite 50 yet. I have a few years to go, but I don't feel excluded. That's really good to hear. I think just the importance of finding like-minded people because you won't necessarily find them near you, but with social media, it's so much easier to connect up with other people in similar situations and being able to use the challenges that you face to empower others to face face up to things and learn from them that it's not just a one-way thing. What advice would you give listeners who want to sew for an asymmetrical body or a body that's been adjusted because of surgeries? Say find a group of people if you can or somebody else who's dealing with it. There are ways of removing darts, adding other shaping. Some people use draping or ruching, depending whether they want to accentuate or disguise something. But really experiment and have fun is probably the main thing. And and to learn to celebrate who you are and rediscover some confidence through sewing can be a really powerful experience. How can people find the Facebook group? If you search for sewing flat and asymmetrical, it should come up. And hashtags to follow on Instagram? Any in particular? Sew over breast cancer is the main one. I think we have some where sewing flat has been used as well, but mostly for sew over breast cancer, which won't be appropriate for everybody. But if you're looking for that kind of adjustment, then that's probably a good place to start. Great. Thank you. Eleanor, thank you for coming on to Sew Over 50s podcast to give people an idea of where they can find information about sewing for themselves when they've had surgery They might need to adjust their patterns or find patterns that help with creating clothes that give them body confidence. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew Organised Style Podcast for Sober 50 was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Eleanor Thompson, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to Sew Organised Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast and why not support us on Patreon. Thank you to all the reviewers that have left a five-star rating and review so far this year. I really appreciate your work. Every podcast is free and we aim to keep you company and encourage you to sew more often. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Style or on our website at www.soorganisedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.